0: to another edition of Monday's Trustify Live, Ask a Lawyer. I'm Catherine McTroy, Trustify's Director of Public Relations and Communications, filling in for Jen Mellon. On today's Trustify Live, we are featuring attorney Adam Katzen. Adam, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: We're thrilled to have Adam with us today. He's been a practicing civil litigation lawyer since 2003. And you're a native Washingtonian, right? I am.
1: I am. Born and raised here.
0: And so you decided to open the law office of Adam B. Katzen, PC, in 2006, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. I worked for a personal injury firm while I was in law school, first as a law clerk, you know, kind of doing whatever you know, whatever they needed me to do. I, you know, followed the attorney to trials, depositions or so forth. And then when I graduated law school in 03, um, and then took the bar, I, I went to work for him full time for about two years, you know, got some trial experience. And then uh, around 2006, um, May, 2006, to be exact, uh, opened up my own practice. So it's been, goes by quick. It's been almost 10 years, I guess, this this May, so. It goes by pretty exactly, fast, quick. doesn't it? Exactly, exactly.
0: That's fantastic. So Adam, tell us a little bit about the kinds of cases that you take on.
1: Sure, sure. I'm a, they call it a personal injury attorney. I'm general civil litigation. Um, I generally handle cases of negligence. And basically, you know, what that means in layman's terms is anytime someone's injured by the fault of someone else, um, usually by accident. Um, And what that is, that could be a car car crash, a uh, slip and fall, a a dog bite case, uh, potentially a medical malpractice, uh, you know, any other sort of uh, products liability, you know, really just kind of captures a negligence case. Basically, like I said, any time that someone is injured through the fault of someone else. Absolutely.
0: That's really interesting. Now, let's get into some of these uh, questions that we've uh, had uh been uh, submitted by our viewers today
1: okay.
0: what are some of the ways that lawyers and pis can work together
1: well in my my type of practice um in, in the general in the personal injury world that i am in um i'd say the number one would be a process server and basically what that is is anytime you initiate a lawsuit you have obviously have to serve the other side with the court papers um obviously the can't, case can't go forward until you do that and what we generally do is we hire a private investigator to literally knock on the door and, and serve the uh, defendant with these court papers, and then the defendant passes it along to you know their carrier or their attorney or, or so forth. But really, the case can't start until until that happens. Um, another that's probably the most important and most uh, common in my type of practice that we would use a private investigator, and it's the reason you know a, a private investigator is so important or one that you trust is a lot of times people aren't so easy to find Um, the common, you know, common car accident case could take a year and a half to two years before you even file suit. And especially in Washington, DC, where it's a very transient area, people are moving in and out. If you've got someone, you know, with a common name, like, let's say, you know, making Jim Johnson and you're trying to find him, you know, in two years since the date of the accident up until the point when you file suit, you know, that person may have moved three times, you know, who, who knows? Um, So, you know, we rely very heavily, on these process servers and investigators to 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 properly locate them and you know do what they can to otherwise you know you, you the case can't go forward until you know you have served these defendants
0: you need the people to get it started exactly
1: right. exactly and you know that's always something we tell our clients you know sometimes it's not always so easy and you know we you know, a lot of times you have to file motions with the court to get an extension of time uh, or so forth to allow, you know, additional time uh, to, to serve these people. Um, another example we use, investigators, would be for uh, uh, photographs of the accident scene, uh, talking to witnesses from the accident, or, you know, something like that.
0: That was going to be one of my next questions. Now, what, what kind of things do you and your clients think about when you're thinking about retaining a, p- a private investigator?
1: I think the number one thing is to have someone we trust. Um, you know, that's obviously the most important. If someone's going to be taking witness statements that I'm going to have to rely on later in not only potentially in court but also in negotiating a claim, you know, I need to I need to make sure that they're true, that they're accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I need to make sure number one that I can rely on whoever is potentially interviewing a witness on my behalf. That not only do they get the appropriate um, appropriate facts that we need and know what they're doing, you know, know what we're looking for, but also, you know, that they were to represent my office, um, you know, by, they're really an extension of me and how they interact with a potential witness, you know, really could reflect positive or negatively on me, you know, as an attorney. And I guess as a person, <laughs> um, you know, bottom line is you need someone that you trust.
0: And that's one of the things that we really try to focus on he- with our company Trustify by is making sure that we're getting our, our clients and our, the firms that we work with licensed investigators who are true. You're
1: able to trust them. Sure. Sure. And that's like, that's the number one important thing. Um, and you, you know, you want someone, someone it's an awkward, the process serving process is awkward. I mean, you think about it, you're, oh, you're being served, you, someone's knocking on your door, maybe it's seven o'clock at night. And we want someone who's you know, going to be professional about it. You know, I'm sure, I mean, you all would probably know better than I would, you know, investigators get doors slammed in their face or, you know, go away. And, and there are tools, you know, if that continues to happen that we as lawyers can take, you know, as far as motions with the court, if there's evasion of service or something like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you want someone who's going to be professional, is not going to harass anyone. You know, that's, that's certainly not what we're doing. We just need to initiate a lawsuit and, you have to have the person in the case before you can, you know, before you can do anything.
0: Right. So someone with tact is definitely one of the things that you look for when looking for a private investigator.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because the minute the defendant gets those court papers, they know who's filed suit. You know, my name's all over those complaints. So, you know, again, I want it. Everything that goes on outside of the office that has to do with me is an extension and a reflection on me. And, you know, I, I always want to be positive, to be professional, um, you know, and whoever is representing me in whatever, you know, in whatever capacity.
0: Definitely. What, so what what other things would you look for in a private investigator besides, you know, someone who like, is there any you know, particular set of skills that you think that someone should have other than, you know, being professional in?
1: Sure, of course. Um, I think experience is important. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, locating people, there's different ways to do it from what I found, Um, you know, whether it's knowing how to navigate through the court system. Uh, Maryland in particular has a very, in terms of easy to use, I guess, uh, website on the Maryland Judiciary Case Search, where you can look up, you know, really anybody that's been involved in a case, um, whether it's a plaintiff, defendant, lawyer. Um, and so a lot of times that's an easy way for process servers or investigators to, to locate someone, because a lot of times you can see, you know, if they've had any, even if it's as simple as a, uh, as a speeding ticket, you know, they're, they're listed on there and it would have their address. So, you know, someone who knows what they're doing knows how to navigate through the, through that. Um, I believe skip trace is something I don't know specifically about, but it is something that, uh, you know, I know a lot of investigators use and it's to find people's address. Um, you know, something, sometimes people go through the DMV. Um, you know, a lot of times motor vehicle records are uh, you know the easiest way to find someone's address. So basically someone who experienced and, and really knows what they're doing.
0: So once you decide with a client <laughs> that you're going to hire a private investigator, what do you, what's next? What's the process really?
1: Well, I don't necessarily always go, it depends on what they're doing. If it's just something like process serving or taking pictures, I don't necessarily, you know, confer with the client. I mean, they know if we file suit. That's them, um, yeah. I mean, I don't tell them, you know, I'm hiring process server X or, you know, investigator, you know, it, it's not as important, but something that's important to us in my type of law is everything we do is on a contingency fee agreement. Um, For the most part, I shouldn't say everything, but, you know, all motor vehicle incidents, slip and falls, med mal, most of those are contingency fee agreement, which means we don't get paid um, and the client doesn't get paid until the case is resolved. So cost is something that's extremely important to us, um, you know, and and making sure, you know, if someone's on an hourly rate that they're not going to sit somewhere and do nothing for two hours because they're running up a bill. And as a as a personal injury attorney, you know, we cover those costs until trial comes, um, or until, excuse me, until a positive verdict or and or a settlement comes. So those are costs, if we're not successful, that we eat. So making sure, you know, that, for lack of a better phrase, bang for our buck, you know, we're, we want to make sure that that we're getting that. Otherwise, you know, that it just becomes not cost effective and and ends up costing a fortune.
0: And I I know exactly what you mean with the whole, you know, getting what you're, paying for. I mean, that's one of the reasons we started Trustify Mm -hmm. is really to cut down on the cost of what would normally be a $2,000 retainer for a private investigator that you really don't know if they're doing their job the entire time. Whereas we're offering, you know, our clients and the partner, people we partner with, affordable price, and we are making sure that everyone is doing their job and that our clients are satisfied. And that people are really getting results. It's not just a, you know someone who is going to be sitting and t- taking your money without getting results.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of people we use, you know, they may, some do an hourly rate, but a lot of them do a flat fee per attempt to serve, which wow. is think works out better, um, primarily because, you know, if we're not, they're not billing per hour. It's, you know, I tried to get person X this time, then I do you want me to go back? And obviously if they go back, that's an additional cost, you know, so it all that factors in, um, you know, especially when, you know, we're fronting the money up front. It's not like, you know, if there's a
0: so if company uh, like Trustify is perfect for you. Guys. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, I and mean, other types of law, you know, whether it be criminal, maybe family, if they're doing searches for people, you know, they may have a retainer from the client, yeah, you know, right. for whatever amount. And they use that as it comes. And in my particular type of law, we don't, you know, we're all, results based uh you know results based whether on settlement or a positive verdict in court so you know it is something true. that you know, obviously you know we're willing to spend to to move the cases forward and you know to get the best result but you know it is something that we have to keep in the back of our mind
0: and i mean you're fronting the cost so i mean it's really, i can see that that would absolutely be a, a factor for you um can you give us some examples of the uh, Instances where you have used private investigators other than serving papers?
1: Sure. Um, like I said, witness statements, um, photographs of the scenes. Um, we've used them for trying uh, to find out assets checks. Um, you know, a lot of times you can get a judgment against, um, you know, a, basically a pro se defendant, someone who doesn't have insurance. And, you know, it comes up to whether or not we want to go ahead and go forward with seeking to collect on that judgment or whether it's just not worth it. You know, unfortunately, you don't, people don't always get in accidents with, you know, someone who's got enough means to cover the injuries. So, you know, we need to make the determination whether or not it's best to move forward or not. And a lot of that can be, you know, do they own any property? Are they employed? Um, You know, are there wages we can garnish from their employment? Is there, you know, any other thing that we can attach that judgment to um, in order to, you know, collect for our client?
0: Absolutely. Um, Can you speak? I know we discussed this a little bit, Um, but um, so when uh, it comes to costs for private investigators, I mean, have you seen much fluctuation from the different levels of private investigators you have used? Yeah, I
1: mean, it depends a lot on where maybe they have to go. Um, You know, if they're a D.C.-based company if they have to go. A lot of my work is in P.G. County. Um, right. If they have to go out there, that might be a different cost. than if they just have to go somewhere in D.C., or if they have to go, you know, somewhere else in Maryland, sometimes even further out, like Charles, St. Mary County is obviously much further and, you know, uses a lot more gas, <laughs> you know, as simple as that yeah, sounds. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Is money.
1: Um, you know, that's money out of their pocket. Uh, or Virginia. So it really depends on where they're going uh, as far as the fluctuation in costs. And it also depends on the company themselves. You know, some companies are more expensive than others, you know, just as, you know, just as anything else would be.
0: And would you say when you are, when you have used private investigator, do you think, I mean, has it helped your cases? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, You know, a lot of times to save on some costs, I'll try and serve someone by uh, certified mail. That's one way to do it. Um, You know, that's what, four bucks, five bucks to send something certified mail. But, you know, a lot of times it, you don't know who's signing for it, you know, and judges may not, you know, who's, you know, if you're suing, like I said, Jim Johnson and, you know, Sheila Jones signs for it, you know, yes, maybe that is an okay person to to accept service, but how do I know that? How can I prove that? So you really have to, unless you get the specific person's signature, you really have to send someone out there to, uh, you know, to properly serve whoever, you know, the defendant is, or, you know, resident relative or, you know, someone who lives with them. Um, and then a lot of times the, uh, investigator will also file the paperwork with the court. Um, they'll send in the affidavit of service and kind of do all that for us as kind of one, you know, one overall, one overall, uh, project.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, that definitely. Now, um, just tell us a little bit about uh, how you got started in DC. So you were born here. I was
1: born here, raised here, went to high school here. I, uh, I went to Lehigh university. Uh, so I moved away, I guess, for four years mm-hmm. um, and then I came back and went to American university law school. And while I was there, I, I kind of lucked out um, my summer first year, just like everyone else looking for jobs. I got in with a, a personal injury firm, which is what I do now, a sole practitioner who was great, um, you know, basically took me under his wing, um, you know, basically taught me how to work cases, you know, basically from the ground up, starting with the property damage, starting into the records and billing all the way and kind of let me, you know, follow to depositions and, and trials and everything like that. And then kept me on when I, uh, after I passed the bar, and uh, you know, and then about two or three years later, when I opened up my own practice, kind of helped me, you know, let me use this office space, uh, you know, which was great. Um, kind of helped me get set up that way, and you know, I figured maybe I'll do it for a year or two, see what happens, and then next thing you know, it's 2016, and <laughs> it's been it's been ten years, and I'm still
0: been a ride
1: knock on wood still here still in business thank (laughs)
0: goodness that's fantastic thank you yourself staying in the dc maryland area
1: i am yeah a lot of my practice is in maryland um you know I, i prefer to file out in maryland if i can um but you know i do a fair amount of dc cases maryland pg county montgomery county um you know really wherever uh you know wherever the particular case may be that's
0: fantastic Uh, So I'm just wondering, so I I just want to tell everyone a little bit more about what we're doing today. Okay. We are again, speaking with Adam Katzen, uh, our lawyer of the day here at trustify live, ask a lawyer, feel free to send in any questions you have in the remaining few minutes that we've got. But uh, Adam's been telling us all about how he can use companies and private investigators like trustify to, Help his cases and uh, get the results that he wants in court, right, Adam? Correct. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so, what he's been telling us is a lot about how he really is looking for someone who has experience, who is licensed, who is not going to uh, disrupt his case in any way, because a bad PI can be pretty bad for your case. Correct?
1: Yeah, Yeah. they're not. uh, Doing the you know doing what we're asking them to do, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they get you know a bad witness statement, maybe or you know they're they're unable to take proper photographs, you know, accident scenes. There's construction all the time. Scenes, you know, two years later may look very different than it did on the day of the accident. You know, if they're not getting you know proper pictures, you know, we don't know what that scene looked like. And a lot of times that can be the difference. You know, is there a green arrow? Is there a red arrow? You know, and the light sequence changes. There's a stop sign there now. There's not a stop sign you know back then. Or, you know, there were two lanes at the time of the accident. Now there's three. You know, if they don't get a proper picture, you know, and like the picture's worth a thousand words. So, you know, you don't get a good picture of the accident scene and they're not doing a a good job. You know, it really does. It really could affect how the case progresses.
0: You need someone with who has experience and does their due diligence. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we look for in our private investigators. We have a network of over 5,000 PIs in the U.S. And we really try to connect our clients and the part in the, the the firms that we work with, with people who have experience in in law enforcement, in military backgrounds, who have transitioned over into the private investigation world to do surveillance, monitoring to help lawyers work on cases, and really these are the best of the best that can make sure that you get the job done this has been fantastic
1: thank you so much for having me i appreciate it
0: oh gosh i can't wait to have you back thank you so much and everyone thank you so much for joining us we will see you next week with trustify live ask a pi so don't forget mondays at one o'clock it's time for trustify live